Welcome to BitCast on Podcast One, the video game podcast with the Axeman. Welcome back to the show, everybody. So, uh, you might have noticed from the title that this episode is about 50 Cent Blood on the Sand, which doesn't seem like the kind of game I would talk about. It's not the kind of game I would normally talk about or even spend more than a few minutes thinking about. The thing is, I wanted to do an episode on weird licensed games, and I got started. One of them was 50 Cent's Blood on the Sand. But while I was doing research for the game and watching more footage of it, I just had so much commentary that I decided, you know what? Just make it a whole episode. We'll devote the whole episode to 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. So here we are. Curtis Jackson III, a.k.a. 50 Cent, or Fiddy for short, is a well-known rapper. There's not much I could say about him that a quick Google search couldn't tell you. I wasn't following current music while he was big, so I never really had an opinion of 50 Cent. I remember hearing his name and hearing about the band Nickelback... And I thought to myself, wow, there sure is a lot of money-themed music going on. I'm sure some Fiddy fan would string me up for putting him in the same sentence as Nickelback. So, he was a big rapper, publicly made enemies with other performers on numerous occasions. He had these guys who followed him around and did music with him, I think. They were called the G-Unit. They, they were a posse together. At some point, 50 Cent got shot nine times and lived. He dropped off in popularity before the end of the decade, but he's still around doing music. On top of that, he's been throwing his hat into other rings like acting and video games, as today's game has tipped you off. Fiddy starred in at least two video games. The first one is 50 Cent Bulletproof. The other is today's episode, 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. They're third-person shooter games, and they're more or less 50 Cent in the G unit going on their power fantasies about shooting up anyone who gets in the way and not caring who they leave in the rubble. They both star 50 Cent as himself, and I'm going to assume that the G unit also portray themselves. So we get the authentic Curtis Jackson experience. Bulletproof was developed by Genuine Games and was met with poor reception. Blood on the Sand was much better regarded. It was developed by a different company, Swordfish Studios. People who've played both games generally agree that Blood on the Sand controls much better, and they enjoy the silliness of the game's plot. I don't think either game has managed to leave an impact on the industry or even Fiddy's own career, but of the two, more people talk about and remember Blood on the Sand. Bulletproof was just so bad that it was forgettable. It was a bad game, but it wasn't in the league as Sonic 2006 or Superman 64, so it just kind of got forgotten. Bulletproof's plot was an excuse to have Fiddy and the boys running around gunning people in town. While Blood on the Sand could be summarized the same way, the premise is immediately wackier and more memorable in comparison. Fiddy and the G-Unit are doing a concert somewhere in the Middle East. The promoter can't cover Fiddy's cost after the fact, so Fiddy holds him at gunpoint until the guy gives him a jewel-encrusted skull as a pacifier. Not literally. Don't expect Fiddy to put the skull in his mouth and start sucking on it. 
I don't know what kind of game that would be. But anyway, as soon as Fiddy walks out with the skull, some guys steal it. And that's the plot. 50 Cent and the G-Unit will carve a bloody warpath all throughout the area of the Middle East that the game takes place in and never properly names. Again, not caring who they leave in the rubble, all to get their hands on that skull. Don't go into blood on the sand expecting the game to be anything more than it sounds. For crying out loud, there's a dedicated button for making Fiddy shout various profanities to multiply your score. The whole game is just Fiddy running around, killing people violently, swearing at them with hip-hop and the music. The real Fiddy's own handiwork, of course. Blood on the Sand is just this side of Mad World on the scale of games you don't want your morally strict relatives to discover, giving them confirmation bias that all video games are sacrilegious. Ooh, that's a mouthful. Really, this game isn't a flattering look for Fiddy. I mean, sure, it portrays him as a big tough guy who doesn't let anyone mess around with him and live, but it also makes him look incredibly psychotic. There's a part where some mercenaries are talking to Fiddy. One of them says, now, about your payment, and Fiddy's immediate response is to pull a gun on him. How dare you presume that I, 50 Cent, would suffer to give you money, heretic? At the very beginning of the game, he's threatening to kill a guy for not having the money to pay him for his performance. And despite every justification the guy tries to throw at him, he does not let up on the death threats until the skull is thrown into the deal. That was not very heroic of you, Curtis. He wouldn't get any money if he killed the guy. In fact, he'd probably lose money from the impending lawsuits. Especially since he's in a foreign country... There's no telling how that would complicate things. Also, why would he wait until after the performance to receive his payment? I can't claim to know what it says in the fictional version of Fiddy's contract, but even if it was justified, I think this version of him is so egotistical and short-tempered, he'd probably insist on getting paid up front no matter what his contract said. He probably should have, too, because Fiddy is very gullible in this game. Almost every named character in the game double-crosses him at one point or another. Granted, there aren't many characters in the game, but still. The game is unpleasant to look at, too. This was in the 2000s, when a lot of games mistook monochromatic brown or gray for realism. So Fiddy takes on the form of a grayish figure going through a gray landscape, getting into gunfights with dark gray silhouettes before using brown vehicles to destroy tan infrastructure, shooting at other brown vehicles while beige clouds of dust float around. Thinking about the plot, because obviously the 50 Cent video game was written to provoke thought, it's kind of weird that they give you the option to find money in the game. I don't know how easy it is to find $10 million of the in-game currency, but remember that Fiddy is fueled entirely by his desire for money in this game, so I feel like finding enough of it would kind of make the Skull Pursuit pointless. Yeah, it's an ancient valuable treasure, but all these warlords are fighting over it. Meanwhile, Fiddy's just raking in the dough. I'd cut my losses and settle after that. I don't know about Fiddy. Or maybe I'd ask the guy who gave me the Skull to just write me a check or something. Is it just the principle at this point that Fiddy just saw that skull and now he must make it his? This is less 50 cent and more Wario land. 
Seriously, it's almost like he's compensating for something because his stage name is a very low amount of money. He needs to surround himself with more money. So it's like, yeah, I'm fit. I'm 50 cent, but I have much more than 50 cents. Please take me seriously. I mean, I don't know what he would have to compensate over. He got shot nine times. Like, I imagine he could keep coasting on that. Like, th that's a very impressive feat. I don't think that ever really loses its impact. Also, I know it's hard to think straight when Curtis Jackson is holding a gun to your face, but isn't it kind of weird to just offer him an ancient relic just out of the blue like that? What was that promoter thinking? Also, what are Fiddy and the G-Unit doing as rappers in the first place? They so seamlessly transition into the roles of crusading gunmen that it feels like they're secretly mercenaries or something. Rapping could just be a side gig for them at this point. Another thing, though, is it really accurate to portray Fiddy as this macho super soldier? Don't get me wrong, I'm very impressed that he survived those nine shots. I just said as much a little bit ago. I'd brag about it, too, if I survived that. But in the strictest sense, that doesn't really fill me with confidence in his gunfighting abilities, you know? Okay, he can survive a lot in this game, even mortars, but that doesn't equate to him being good in a fight. That's like putting me in a NASCAR video game as the best racer after my real-life experience of go-karting every day and crashing a dozen times. Another unpleasant thing about the video game version of Fiddy is he throws the B-word around it every woman he encounters in the game, and I try not to let social and political stuff seep into the show here, and maybe you could argue that it's a product of its times, but I'm just kind of uncomfortable with that. The fact that Fiddy is murderously violent, incredibly greedy, and insensitive to the property damage, on top of all that, he doesn't respect women. Our hero, Curtis Jackson III. This is him. This is his likeness. Okay, real fast, I'm not trying to drag 50 Cent through the mud over a game he starred in a decade ago. I'm just having some fun here. I sincerely doubt that the guys at Swordfish were trying to warn everyone of 50 Cent's imminent blood rampage through the streets as he steals money and dehumanizes women, destroys all the buildings. No, they were just making a dumb action fantasy game for him. But I'm still going to explore the implications of the game, because I think it's very important to keep implications in mind whenever anyone publicizes their media. And it gives me more to talk about. Going back to Fiddy's unquenchable bloodlust, you don't just shoot people. You can get up close and personal and do a bunch of melee attacks and combos that you can queue up in advance. And for some of them, the animations get weird. Like, for one, everything disappears except for Fiddy and his latest victim. They're in this white void. I like to call it the Fiddy space after watching Chip Chisholm's Let's Play. You know what? Let's just add to our 50 cent lore. Fiddy is the master of his own pocket dimension, where he briefly teleports people to finish them off while at increased power. Kind of like how in Super Paper Mario, the jester has his own pocket dimension that does kind of the same thing. Not that Fiddy needs a boost in power from his own pocket dimension. He's already super tough in this game, withstanding mortars and all that. But if that's somehow not enough for you, then maybe some of the cheat codes can scratch your itch, like the infinite grenade cheat. You can play this game cooperatively and have player 2 control a G-unit member of your choice. And honestly, multiplayer is the way to go, because 
Who wants to say that they sat through and enjoyed 50 Cent Blood on the Sand all by themselves? Speaking of the G-Unit, they're strangely insightful in this game. Only one can accompany Fiddy on the field, but all their dialogue is interchangeable, which isn't that flattering when you think about it. But what I'm getting at is that at one point, one of them makes a joke about OSHA, and another time he identifies the architecture of a local landmark, and Fiddy laughs it off at one point like, all right, you got me. And that has to be the most jovial Fiddy has been in this entire video game. This is his best mood in the whole game. It's roughly at the halfway point of the campaign, if only for a brief moment. It's just really bizarre, and probably the most highbrow humor in the game, I think. Maybe. It doesn't match with anything else going on, before and after. Or during, even. Apart from all that, though, these guys are monsters! One part has Fiddy telling the villain that he'll let him go if he gives back the skull, and when he's rebuffed, he says, yeah, I was gonna kill him anyway. Like, calm down, Fiddy! He and the G-Unit, they're just yucking it up with each other this whole game. They don't care that they're fighting and killing. It's practically a getaway vacation for them. Again, why are they even rapping in this universe, in the Fiddyverse? What really doesn't help is Fiddy's soulless thousand-yard stare as he does all of this, because the character models never emote during the gameplay. I'm growing more and more convinced that through the fact that he only enjoys combat and funding his own combat, that he might be the secret missing fourth son of Big Boss. He even knows CQC! Not to mention at one point he gets into a few helicopter fights, giving me Hind D flashbacks. Ugh, I can't wait for Metal Gear Solid 6 to star 50 cent. So the plotline, like I mentioned, involves a lot of backstabbing. At the start, a woman named Leela takes the skull, and she's revealed to be an unwilling assistant to the main villain. But once Fiddy kills him, it turns out there's another villain, and he has Leela's family hostage, and helping her will lead him to the skull. And Fiddy doesn't care about the family. It's very blatant that he doesn't care. Also, they have a bit of a romantic tease, but... It doesn't really feel earned, and Leela ultimately betrays Fiddy anyway, and she doesn't even have a family, so what was the point of all that? Fiddy and Leela's relationship is ended about as soon as it's introduced to us. Oh, and just to cover our bases, the guy who first gave Fiddy the skull at the beginning betrays him at one point, and he dies too. And when you beat him up in gameplay, they have the same voice grunts as all the other generic enemies, so so they couldn't be bothered to do anything for that. Everyone Fiddy dislikes, Fiddy kills. So basically everyone in the whole game. If this was the real-life 50 Cent, I feel like he'd be in some hot water after all this. Or at the very least, the U.S. military would try getting him to join up or something. Like, dang! Look at all he can do! Again, Metal Gear Solid 6. Call me, Konami. I can replace Kojima if you want. By the end, Fiddy does get his skull, and he puts it on the hood of his car as a decoration, and he sticks a cigar in his mouth and calls the decorated skull of an ancient queen ugly, and he rides off into the sunset, G-Unit in tow. The ending really doesn't live up to the experience, but... It was never going to do that. Did 
did anyone play through this game and have high hopes that the end of the story would be the big payoff? It would make everything all worth it. The best I would hope for is that we get some kind of weird Silent Hill dog ending type situation where the whole game was actually something insane that no one really ever thought about and came out of nowhere, but no, it's just a straight action fantasy for 50 Cent in the G unit. Earlier, I mentioned that Fiddy himself did some of the soundtrack for the game, because, you know, why wouldn't you? You get a musician to star in your vehicle for said musician, you would think that he would do the soundtrack for it, right? And, you know, he did, like I keep saying. But I didn't really get to hear a lot of it, because my biggest exposure to the game was through that Let's Play that Chip Cheesem did that I mentioned before. And to be honest, it sounded like what I would expect 50 Cent's music to sound like. Rap about how tough he is, or how tough his life was, or the kinds of things he had to put up with. 50 Cent had a pretty tough life. I mean, he got shot nine times, of course he had a tough life. But what I'm saying is that I don't mean to disparage him throughout this entire podcast episode. That was never the point. I just wanted to talk about a fun video game that's fun for maybe the wrong reasons, depending on who you ask. To get back to the music, I don't really have anything to say for today's favorite music, because, as I said, I didn't listen to most of the music in the game. It was drowned out for me. And I don't think I'd particularly care for any of the music in the game anyway. 50 Cent's music just really isn't for me. It's not what I want. I'm not immune to this kind of music. Mad World had kind of a similar thing going on for its soundtrack, and I thought it was a very excellent soundtrack. One of my favorites of 2013, because I played the game very late. But if you like 50 Cent's music, then you would like the soundtrack of this game. I would say that if you like 50 Cent's music, you would like this game, because who else but 50 Cent fans would play this game, but you never know. People surprise you. I, I bet I could probably talk Connor into playing a game like this at some point. I don't know. But anyway, that's all I have to say about 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. I cannot believe that I have had this much to say about 50 Cent, Blood on the Sand. This was recorded in the same week as Kingdom Hearts 3 finally hitting the shelves. The 13-year wait, well, technically more like a 6- or 7-year wait, but anyway, that game has been waited for for so long. People have waited longer for Kingdom Hearts 3 than they've waited for Duke Nukem Forever. Like, we we have knocked Kingdom Hearts 3 out of the running with Half-Life 3 now. And that game is out, and I choose to talk about 50 Cent Blood on the Sand. There probably will be a Kingdom Hearts 3 episode at some point, but I am too poor to afford the game at the moment. Henry has the game, maybe I should talk about it with him. I've not had Henry on the show in a long while. No special reason for that, it's just been a little tricky to get into contact with each other. But enough about future hypothetical episodes. 
I, I've clearly run out of things to say, because you don't talk about 50 Cent Blood on the Sand for that long. Anyway, I have been the X-Man, and if you want to keep up with me on social media, the BitCast has a Facebook page, and now a Twitter page. They're both called the BitCast. I'm a lot more active on the Twitter page than the Facebook page. It's more my style, I think. I didn't think I would be a Twitter kind of guy, but I'm getting into it. And of course, you can follow the show on Podcast One's website and mobile app, and find the show on iTunes as well. And with that, I will see you on the next one. Why did I do an episode about 50 Cent? Listen to BitCast anytime on PodcastOne.com and on the Podcast One app.